guys welcome back to another episode of yes you didn't see that sorry for any background noise you may hear because you know the block is hot right now and you know these are the joys of living in an urban environment (laughs) so i do apologize in advance but i had to tell you guys first off i want to say before i get started um to welcome welcome back Uh, to the show and if you are a new listener thank you for stopping by and to my old listeners I'm back I'm back I'm you know I'm I'm trying to get back in the game here so um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode so y'all let me tell y'all about the week I didn't have let me tell you had a had your you had your girl up in here cursing way too much this week (laughs) let's start off with that so, you know, so far May's been going pretty good. It's been qu- kind of quiet. You know, this month I, I took a break from, you know, a few things that I was doing so I could focus on, you know, doing more recordings and things like that. So, what happened? So, last this last Saturday, so last weekend... I went to go visit a friend, and when I was on my way home, I used Accessoride. Now, for those who don't know what Accessoride is, in my city, that is the transportation that, um, you know, people with a disability use to get around when they can't get, you know, when they can't really use the regular transportation. public transportation so you know you may have a hard time getting on the bus or on the subway due to the steps or you know you can't see you know things like that so it's um you know transportation for us to get around now it's been a minute you know since i've I've used them because you know we, we've been on lockdown and we ain't really been going nowhere so and then you know when i do go out we just it's somewhere close and we just take a cab so that's what I've been doing. So, but this time, since I was going a little further out, I was like, let me, you know, use the accessoride. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about y'all. Hopefully it's no problems. But look, it was, this again was my experience. This was, yes, this is her experience now. So on the way back, the guy, you know, he was very nice. Picked me up. We on the way. And on the way back home. And he was good for like I want to say maybe about 15 minutes before he got on the phone with someone and it sounded like he was speaking another language so it's but I could it kind of sounded like he was trying to ask for directions even though he had you know GPS and everything I guess he wanted to make sure for that he was going the right way or whatever fine as long as you get me there I ain't worried about it so we riding, we riding about an hour or so, not even, maybe about 50 minutes or, or so. So we get to, you know, the borough that I live in and, you know, he pulls up to this one location and was like, okay, you're here. This is it. And I'm, so it's still a little daytime, you know, the sun is like really starting to set, but it's, um, you know, still light enough outside for me to see uh, a little bit about, you know, what's around me. So I know that this wasn't the, 
location I'm supposed to be dropped off. This ain't my house. So I told them, I said, this is, you know, I did a little laugh. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this again because they have made this mistake before and dropped me at this location before and it was the wrong location. Same building number or whatever, but it was the wrong street. So, and and to be honest, it's really, it's just like, all he had to do was like go around you know, so we weren't far off. We may have been maybe about a block or so off. So he was like, what do you mean? This is it. He just kept saying, you know, this is it. And I'm like, look, sir, this is not where I live. And I said, well, I'll, you know, try to direct you, you know, how to get around because we're not far. Let me tell y'all that this fool started yelling at me in the car and was huffing and puffing. And you, I have another ride. And, you know, he... And then, of all things, he going to ask me to get out and walk. And I was just like, by no means, sir, will I be getting out of this car and walking. And I'm not, you know, where I'm supposed to be dropped off at. So he's getting really upset and, and, you know, just hitting the steering wheel and everything. So, you know, I was getting a little afraid myself. And I'm just like, you know, trying to figure it out on my phone, how to tell him to like really you know, maneuver that maybe one and a half blocks to get to my house. And usually when I'm outside and I'm, and I'm riding, and if it's very sunny, then it's very difficult for me to see. So it's kind of, but I know that there's like one like landmark that I know, like one or two that I know that I can tell the person, okay, look out for this. And then, you know, I can tell you from there. But he was not hearing it at all. And we we commenced to having a whole big old argument in the car. So finally, you know, he put my address into his phone again and, you know, gave him like some updated directions. And then as he was going, because I tried to tell him, okay, go, we went left, then we went right. So we just kind of went in the circle and he was getting more upset. And, you know, I was getting more upset because I couldn't figure it out. And then eventually, you know, we went and did it again. And then he was, I was able to see the landmark and then tell him from there, which way he needed to go. And then by the time you know, we reached the second landmark. I'm yelling at him like, see, I told you, there's a thing right there on the corner. Make a left right here, then make a left right here, and then I'm there. And then, um, but, you know, it was really the most unpleasant ride, and he was so unprofessional, and I couldn't believe. I was like, how are you going to tell somebody who's, you know, has a vision problem to walk? Oh, you could just walk across the thing. No, no, sir, I cannot. Thank you. And I'm like, they have this information, you know, when they pick us up. So they know what it is. But because he, you know, wasn't even trying, I had to experience such foolishness. So once he got to my block, you know, I thought I had all my stuff. I got out and, you know, the friend that I was um went to visit called me to see if I had got home and I was just like hold on I was like I can't believe this mess and you know I, I didn't say mess I said a little something a little a little extra that was you know I was cursing so I just and then it was just so weird I couldn't I was so amped up and like I just had to get in you know get home get into my apartment whatever people looking at me outside from what I could tell you know I was just because I was yelling on the phone like I can't believe it I can't believe he did this and oh my god this was like the worst so I mean I don't know like a lot of problems 
you know, have happened. Every everything is not perfect with this uh, form of transportation, but it is, you know, there. And I'm happy that we do have such a thing because it makes traveling. Well, it's supposed to make traveling a whole lot easier for people that have a disability. And but this fool, sometimes you get these drivers, Lord, if you go maybe a few episodes back, I think I talked about the time that I had a driver get pulled over for speeding and he was so like, you know, really belligerent with the cops. I thought he was getting arrested and we was on the side of the highway. Could you imagine if, you know, the cops would have took him in and we were just stuck, you know, my son and I would have been stuck on the highway. So I've had a few, <laughs> you know, crazy, you know, incidences with these drivers. And, um, but, you know, other times I'm not going to completely bash them. You know, there have been some other times where, you know, things weren't fine. You know, I was able to get to and from where I needed to go on time. But, I mean, I don't know you know, what they're doing now with the COVID and, um, you know, it was, I just rode by myself, so we didn't have to stop to pick up anybody, you know, both ways. So that was good. But, um, I mean, it was just so horrible. So that was that experience. So that was Saturday. Fast forward to Monday. Now, this is, this, this is for my ladies, you know, if you over a certain age, then you know what I'm talking about. So Monday I had to go get a mammogram done. Now, you know, for those who don't know what a mammogram is, it's for, you know, women, you know, that's at a certain age um, where they pretty much kind of take like an x-ray of your um, of your breast. And, you know, they want to check, make sure you ain't got no cancer or anything like that. So, you know, once a year you're supposed to go um, and, you know, get this exam done. I mean, not exam, but test done. So Monday I went and my son and I went, we went to the hospital where they have like the little, you know, lab, whatever there they do, where they do all of the tests. So me and this lady that was on the walker, she, we were in the elevator together and, um, and I was with my son and we got off the elevator at the same time. So we were going to the same place cause you went through the same door. And then the the people that worked there, they called the number. So there was nobody, from what I could tell, there was no one in the waiting area. And um, so when we walked through, they took the lady with the walker first. So I guess she had been there a couple of times because she, you know, kept having conversation about this ticket that she had to get. So, you know, when you go to the DMV or when, when I guess when I used to go to the DMV, you get a, you know, you have to get a ticket and then they call you by the number. So this was that kind of situation. So she, um, but, you know, because we had just walked through that the first lady didn't get a ticket. So my son and I were up at the desk. I'm like trying to figure out was, you know, is there anybody else for me to check in with? So my son said, yeah, you have to, there's nobody else at the window, but you have to get a number. So I was like, all right, so get the number. So he got the number, told me what number it was. We went to go sit down. So then this other lady comes in. And she's standing, um, like, right in front of me. I have my cane out, so um, I was sitting on one seat, and my son was sitting next to me on another seat. And the lady came, and she pretty much was, like, standing in front of him, but she was, like, waiting to get checked in. So the people from the back, you know, came and asked, oh, do you have an appointment? And so she was like, yeah, you know, she has an appointment. And I'm like, wait a minute now. I'm sitting here, 
And you go, you didn't ask me if I had an appointment. And I'm like, so I said, y'all, I was like, uh, I'm waiting to get checked in too. And then the lady going to say to me, well, I work here. Lord, let me tell y'all, I lost it in my mind. I said the B word, like, like, come on now. I don't care if you work here. I went and got a number, so you need to go get a number. Like, you don't have priority. Look, I don't know if you got priority priority over me or not, but I wasn't having it that day. And I ain't had no coffee. No, boo. So, you know, I, and then the lady that was with the walk or whatever, she was like, honey, you have to get a ticket. Did you get a ticket? So I'm raising my head, and I'm like, yeah, I got my ticket. I'm the next one. So then um, they finally called my number. And so as I'm getting up with the cane, I have my son, you know, uh, he was sitting out there a little bit, um, before he, I went to the back. And, um, so when she saw, when that lady that tried to skip me, saw me with my cane, she would started to be all nice and, and pleasant now. I'm like, but just not a few minutes ago, you was trying to skip my ass. So, I mean, part of my French, but you see how they had me cussing, you see? So I'm like, I don't understand why you tried to skip me in these streets here. So, you know, I went on to the back, you know, changed it to the gown and everything. And then the lady came and, um, you know, she guided me to the room where they do the imaging and everything. Y'all, let me tell you. So I've had this test done maybe like two times before. And but the last two times, you know, I didn't have to take my gown off pretty much. You know, you just leave it open and then they do whatever they're going to do. Right. I went in there and the woman, you know, she got me to the chair. She didn't put my purse down and put the cane down and everything and then move over. You know, she brought me over to the machine and then she was like, take your gown off. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like what? She was like, take your gown off. And I'm just like, like, like looking around. I'm like, I'm. I don't remember this from last time, but, um, okay. So I took my gown off and let me tell you, I'm sure a man invented the, this mammogram machine because she had me twisted and contorted in all kind of ways. And it was the most uncomfortable experience, but I am happy and grateful that I was able to get it done. But, you know, she had me hanging out there in, you know, in that room, like all willy nilly just exposed and, I was just like, okay, if this is what women have to go through, uh, (laughs) Lord, I could kind of see why, you know, sometimes a woman may not go ahead and do this, but that was my experience on, um, Monday. And then to wrap it up, Wednesday was the, it wasn't as bad, but I did have another accessoride, you know, issue where they did take me back to that wrong location again. But this time I was able to direct the guy back. So we had no problems there. The only thing that had me worried was him stopping for gas, like around where I live. And I live in the hood. I go even lie. This is like hood, hood central over here. And this was the first time that I had ever been in a vehicle where they pulled off the highway and into that gas station. And I, I mean, he had all the windows rolled down. He had the door open and he was on the phone. And I'm just like, like, oh my God, please. Like, really? Why you had to stop right here? Like, why you couldn't go, you know, somewhere else to get the gas? But anywho, and then he kept trying to offer me his food. He was like, mommy, you want some food? I, I had to stop and eat. You want some food? I was like, nah. I kept telling him, no, I'm good. Thank you. But, you know, 
it it was just a, all in a crazy experience to say the least <laughs> this week and um you know so next time i said to myself when i got home the next time that i would um you know, when I have to make a trip with them or book a trip with uh, Accessoride that I would make sure, you know, because they do ask you cross streets and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I gave that information. So I'm like, I don't understand why y'all keep dropping me off at the wrong location. And they they want me to live there so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs> I'm like, come on now, you know, and, and, and because I do have a little vision left, you know, luckily I was able to tell that I was at the wrong, you know, location. But could you imagine if I couldn't see anything and they told me, yeah, you're here. And then I'm really at the wrong spot, you know, that that would not be safe for me. So, um, you know, I have to figure out some sort of way to, um, you know, get that worked out where they have the correct information. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear the fire truck? I'm telling you, hood city. I can't even record. Every time I try to, you know, think I'm going to record well, here comes some kind of noise in the background. But again, I'm so sorry. But that's, those, I guess, are the perks of living in the city <laughs> or the hassle, or not even perks, but the uh, hassles of living in the city. And I guess uh, to end it all, let me tell you about this woman that came knocking on my door the other day. She, I know it was she after we had a, a, a conversation, but um, she one day she came, uh, I want to say Thursday, she came, tap, I heard this like tap, tap, tap on the door. And then I was like, oh my God, I know there ain't nobody at the door. I thought it was the TV. So, you know, I, went, I rolled back over, went back to sleep. Then I hear the tap, tap, tapping again. And I'm like, okay, somebody really is knocking on the door. And I'm like, it's 730 in the morning. Like, what the hell are you knocking on my door for? Like, I'm not expecting no deliveries and nothing. So I'm not sure who this is. And the way they were tapping, I'm like, I know you are not expecting someone to answer the door with you tapping very lightly. You barely could hear it. Like, how are you expecting somebody to come to the door? And then... So eventually, you know, she kept coming back. Like she came back like five times tapping on the door. So by the third or fourth time, I was like, who is it? And then, you know, I heard some, she said something, but I barely could hear through the door. So I just said, you know, I think you have the wrong apartment. I thought they was going to leave. So they didn't, she didn't. And she came back a few minutes later again, tap, tap, tapping. And I was just like, okay, what is it that you want? And then she said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I was I was just wondering if you had any uh, change to spare. I'm like, wait a minute. What? It is now like 8 o'clock in the morning. You ask it first off, who? I've never heard of this. I mean, you know, if, if you are homeless or looking for some change or something, usually the people are approaching you outside, you know, doing this. But you are inside my building and there are what, like 19 floors, 20 floors in my building, and you find your way to my apartment to ask for some change? I was like, no, ma'am. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have anything. Thank you. And then I walked away from the door. And then I could hear, like, the. I guess she went into the staircase or something. And I'm like, what kind of crackhead mess is this? That they are now knocking on people's door? Asking for change, and it's not like you know you collected change for charity or anything. You you want I don't know what you gonna do with the money, but 
the way she was tapping on the door. I mean, she wasn't even knocking. It was just like a who knocks on the door like that? That's what I. That's all I could think about. Was like, why is she doing that? And then I said, you know what? And it it like really messed up my day because. I didn't know if she was still out in the hallway or she was in the staircase and I didn't want to go out and, you know, she approached me while I was trying to lock my door or anything. So for safety reasons, we just, you know, didn't do anything that day outside. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. But I said, if she's shown up, come back, I'm calling the cops. And um, so luckily she did not come back. And I was just like, I mean, can this week get any worse <laughs> I'm like this is just the week God is testing me I'm like I don't understand but these are the days and times that we live in and this is what it's like in the hood <laughs> and um, you know I know I'm not going to be short on stories so I think I'm probably going to have a little segment called Hood Chronicles <laughs> so um, but that was the first well, the first one this year, I should say, of the Hood Chronicles. So, Lord, just just pray for pray for pray for your girl. Just please, just you know, say a quick prayer. Make you know, keep us in prayer. Make sure I stay safe, and you know, no foolishness happens. I really would appreciate that. <laughs> so, but on that note, I will say goodbye to you guys, and see you on the next episode. Peace. Yeah.